Frank, thank you very much indeed for the opportunity be, to be with you um, today. It's lovely. It was actually a few years ago that I was last here, and it was um, terrific to have the opportunity to come back and be with you again this morning. Uh, thank you also to Ian for so proficiently um, giving you a summary of some of the things that um, CPS get up to. Um, I've got the opportunity just with uh, a couple more slides, um, perhaps just to tell you a little bit about why I think it is that, the, uh, that we need a mission agency that focuses on the UK as against overseas, uh, and maybe one or two of the things that we're up to going forwards that we would love your prayers for. Um, some of you may or may not realise, um, but we've been around since 1836. I mean, not me personally, I'm looking remarkably good uh, on that, as, you, as I'm sure you'll appreciate. Um, and in the whole of that time, ever since then, uh, our focus has been very clear and very simple. We exist to help local parish churches in the Church of England be more effective in sharing the good news of Jesus with men, women and children. That particular purpose was expressed in one way in 1836. We express it differently now, but it is remain constant. That is why um, we are here. And our argument is that actually we need that just as much today as in 1836 uh, and has always been. We live now in a multi-faith, multicultural, multilingual um, society. We are a mission field, quite literally, um, here uh, on our home front. We live at a time when whole generations of children are growing up with no understanding or knowledge at all of the Christian message. Uh, and so you may have seen the little reports in newspapers every now and then when they say, what happened at Christmas? And they tell you actually what happened at Easter and vice versa. Um, my wife's um, uh, a teacher by profession and she was telling me of a little boy um, just who recently said, um, uh, this was last year as we came up to Easter, well, I knew he'd been born... Jesus, but no one told me he had to die. And you thought, wow, okay, that, that's, that, that's how absent a knowledge of the Christian story is uh, amongst whole generations uh, of young people. Um, we live in a more materialistic uh, and probably a, a wealthier time um, than in previous centuries. I, I this morning came by the two temples of our time, um, Blue Water and Lakeside. Uh, I live over the bridge on the other side um, in Essex. Um, when I go back later on, there will be hundreds, if not thousands, of cars going onto those sites for, quote, worship or consumption. We live in a very materialistic um, time. We live at a time, to be honest with you, when the life and witness of the church is quite literally overshadowed by so much else. And yet our conviction is that this message, the message of the love of God in Christ, is just as needed to be heard now as it was in 1836 and as it was um, 2,000 years ago. So here's just one or two things that, um, if, if you like, just add to what Ian has said and that we'd love you um, to pray for. Ian mentioned what we call our ventures. We also do uh, a form of ventures called Falcons, which have a focus on um, children from more challenging backgrounds. But we have about 3,500 children go away with us every single summer to between 70 and 80 different locations. We have a team of nearly 3,000 helpers. We do 1,800 DBS checks every single year. It's a massive um, operation. But this is a, a venture with a slight difference. We call this School Ventures. And we employed someone about four years ago with a brief to grow our ventures ministry. And what he said to us very bluntly was, well, if you want me to grow it, I'm going to forget churches 
and work on schools. Well, after we got after the initial kind of the forget churches idea, because that doesn't um, work for us, um, what, what he unpacked for us was a vision to say, why don't we go to Church of England primary schools who have under Siams to achieve certain targets? Why don't we get um, head teachers from those Church of England schools together? Why don't we get a bishop to host the whole kind of thing? Why don't we get some people from local churches... And why don't we say, we will run one of your residentials that you're obliged to run, and we will help the, uh, the youngsters on this residential explore, we, we chose Mark's gospel. Uh, and everyone seemed to buy into it. The long and short of it is we've done this now in 11 different dioceses, uh, and we have a, a very ambitious plan over the next five years to roll that out further and further and further. We hope by 2030 we might be offering this to every single diocese in the Church of England. And the feedback and the impact has already been fantastic. We had one vicar rang us up just a few weeks ago and said, um, uh, can, can you offer me some help? Um, eight children who went from the local primary school on this school's venture now want us to have a weekly club for them at church. We've never had a club for years and years and years. You think, that's a result. Thank God for that. We had someone else rang us up and said, um, it's really encouraging that since the school venture, the local school has decided they want to have a regular service and trip to the church. Again, this was not happening before. So, in fact, the guy who sold me this vision to forget church and think school, he wasn't saying forget church. He was saying, let's start with school, but let's build a relationship with local churches. So do pray for this. It's a really exciting vision. Um, bishops love it. Church of England heads seem to love it. Local churches love it. The only people it costs are us because we subsidize these massively. And I mean massively. Uh, one of the reasons for that is we try and undercut alternative providers for such services. So do pray for us, do support us um, in that school ventures. Um, uh, Ian mentioned some of the uh, leadership things um, that we do. There's a whole range of things. I won't repeat those now for you. One that we need to think and pray hard about is our ongoing work with the training of ordained leaders in the Church of England. We currently have a guy called Ian Parkinson who goes in and out of the theological colleges in the Church of England. Uh, and right now he teaches nearly half the ordinands in the Church of England about missional leadership. We have some big decisions to make about how we continue that work. So we'd value prayers for that uh, in terms of our contribution to missional leadership. Ian also mentioned um, what, what we call patronage. Um, I, know, I know that um, Frank's been here for a long time, so he may have forgotten how he ended up being here. Um, but in short, when a vicar moves on, um, uh, three parties have to work together, the parish, the diocese, and the patron. And you normally look for a, a kind of a lining up of the ducks, three greens um, from those different corners. But we have the privilege, as Ian has said, of, of doing that in 700 different parishes around the country which means that we actually appoint more vicars than anyone else um, in the Church of England. Uh, and we set the bar high. We say, unless you are convinced about the authority of Scripture uh, and its relevance um, to, to life today, and, and unless you are mission-minded and seeking to save the lost, we're just not interested in you. We set the bar and we don't negotiate um, on those um, criteria. Um, we are finding it, to be honest with you, quite difficult to find these days, particularly people for larger as against smaller churches. We're not quite sure why that is, although we're doing some research. But we value your prayers on that. We appoint basically one vicar per week somewhere in the Church of England. Do pray 
um, for that work. Uh, and then Ian has mentioned PCC Tonight. Um, we did a piece of research about five years ago which suggested there were 12 common dysfunctions in a PCC. Now, someone said to me after that research, that was obviously a cheap piece of work, John, because if you'd come to our church, we've got at least 20 dysfunctions that we could have um, told you about. But the, the impact or result of this is that a lot more PCCs, literally uh, the length and breadth of the Church of England, are talking more about mission. Less about gutters and drains, less about some of their statutory responsibilities, which of course they do have, and more about mission. And how do we work with the incumbent and the leadership of the church to reach out um, with the gospel? Do pray for churches wrestling um, with that. We're working on one or two new resources for the next few years. One of them is, um, we feel it's increasingly challenging for Christians to share their faith. And we're having conversations with a number of people at the moment as to whether we could help produce a new resource that would enable churches in 2020, not 2000, not 1980, not 1950, but in 2020, could we help churches to help people know how to share their faith more confidently and courageously? Do pray for us as we work on that particular resource. Let me come into land by simply saying a big thank you, because you are a church that supports us generously. Uh, we could not do what we do without churches such as yourselves. So a massive, massive thank you um, to you for that support. There's our website if you'd like to find out more stories, and Frank has already mentioned, do grab a copy of this on the way out if you were not given one on the way in. I hope and pray that together we might enable this message to be heard afresh in our time. Amen.